Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode three of the After Five podcast. Episode two went so well that we actually ran into a little bit of a situation. Time crunch. Time crunch. See, we aren't that famous. Some could argue that we aren't famous at all. So we decided to break up our episode two into episodes two and three so that we could deliver value to the listeners at a, uh, a little bit more of an inefficient, streamlined, effective, straight to your ear, yep. straight to your face a method. shorter episodes for now. So episode three, we have JT, Dave, and myself, Andrew. If you want to find us on Instagram, you can find John, JT, at Aldex Homes. You can find myself at Revival Built. And if you want to find Dave, you can find me at Common Sense After Five on Instagram. It's very Dave good. Get, Dave gets an applause because this is his business Instagram. It's official. It came out 30 seconds ago, and we're re recording this right now. So, welcome to the After Five podcast. Let's get it going. This happens to be my good ear, but. All I heard then was Welcome back. We are back. Episode three. So I want to touch on what you had brought up about um, one of the things I think you kind of started to talk about but didn't finish was you need to have a game plan. You need to have a uh, business plan. And too many people, and this is why most small businesses go out of business within three years, is they don't have a plan. They don't have a, a goal. They don't have a, a vision. They just want to do. If you actually do what you said, which is go and work for somebody for a little bit. Make sure you like what you're doing. Make sure you're passionate about what you're doing. Sure. You can't just go and start something and hope that it works. Um, you know, when, again, when I was getting my MBA, we had to do a business plan. And it was a long, lengthy process. It took months. Most people don't do that. They just think, oh, yeah, I've worked in the bar business for a little bit. I can open up my own bar. It's not how it works. Yeah. You, you, have, to, you have to become an expert to understand the bar business. Right. But in any business, you need to know what you're doing. And exactly what you're writing down there. There has to be a passion. There has to be a reason why you have to have a business. Yeah, you have to ask to why you're old. in business. Right? right. And the people who are the most successful are the people that even when they get knocked down, they get back up. And we've done that. We've been there. We've all had like a day where it wasn't a good day or a week. There are definitely highs and lows in the day. Right. And not enough people can withstand that. It takes a thick skin. And you have to be motivated in order to own your own business. You can't just let every little thing bother you. So in my opinion, you almost have to have amnesia of the problems. You have to learn from them. Then you have to forget and move on very quickly and not get paralyzed by it. Right. If you get paralyzed by your issues, I mean, face it, we all have issues every single day, right? We think something's done. Something's not done, especially as you're just moving a bajillion miles an hour, right? Just, you, but the overall focus is why am I business? Why am I in business? And keep that as the ultimate one thing, right? This is why I'm in business. So let me ask you, why are you in business? What what motivates you? So people say, like, what do you do for a living or what's your job or whatever? I, I don't work. I don't have a job. I'm passionate. I love what I do. So it's never, like we said last week, it's not work. 
So I got into it because I wanted to help people out. I started in, well, throughout, throughout my career, but I, I started construction when I was younger and I enjoyed it. I liked seeing people see a finished product that either I had a hand in or I helped do. Yeah. I, w- I would say knowing you for the, the eight to 10 years that I've known you, you may be the one of the most selfless individuals that I know that if you have the chance to help somebody, you put that above and beyond your own needs almost every time. Thank you. And I, I mean, I truly commend you for that. I mean, you're the one person that, you know, perhaps we get drunk at a tailgate and we can't drive home. And then there you are staying the whole game to make sure our family gets home safely. Right. Like mm-hmm. we would have other, other ways to get home, but you offered that. Right. And you didn't have to stay, mm-hmm. but you've done many acts, at least with me. And, you know, and I try to return the favor as much as I can, but, um, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, so your motivation to help people that necessarily could not afford somebody else or could not figure out how to get the project done and that you want to just complete that work for them. I mean, because you do multiple things. You're not just a contractor, right? Mm-hmm. You're also a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. You teach soccer or coach soccer. You did. I help. You help. Occasionally. Right? You're the, like the motivator. They come in and, I'm a professor, and I also i am going to be, um, I don't know if I've told you guys yet, but I have a, uh, my best friends from college, we're now going to be opening an Italian-style deli market up in Easton. So I cannot wait to eat that food. It's He's looking amazing. Me. I know something about Italian deli. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's far it, enough it, away. That yeah, won't pose it, any problems. No, I mean, and so you know, I guess the number one reason that if if you could put in words why you're in business is to is to help out wherever someone needs help, right? And you found your niche in construction and other stuff. I mean. And Andrew, I mean, if you could describe, like, it's hard to say in a few words, but why, what motivates you and why? What is the why, right? Because you, you do a lot of things, too. You're, you're, uh, you're, you train, right? It's not like you just work out. You train for something, whether mm. it's an Ironman or a mud run or uh, who knows what you do, right? Or, mm. or backpacking Albania and random <laughs> areas. Yeah. Um, there's a reason why you do that. Mm. And, and. You know, so you have multiple things that you do. So why would you say that? Why is the reason that you found yourself where you are now? Um, yeah, so I guess it would be easy for you to, like, look at uh, my my lifestyle as as just one package and one why. But there there's more right. than one why. Like, when, sure. when I'm training for an Ironman, that's a different why than when me and you are in a house at 11 o'clock at night a week before it's delivered are ready to deliver cleaning it and making sure it's perfect sure you know there's different different reasons different movements different motivators there um i would say athletically my reason why is is twofold i I just got into the habit young um of maintaining physical fitness just strictly out of fear of like losing control of it sure um and then on the other hand of that it 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 feels great like I'm definitely when I walk around, like I I know on in in an average place, I'm endurance wise, I'm definitely taking the championship every time. And in that, like if you go to a party, like that I'm creates not, a, a lot of confidence. You right? know what I'm saying? Like it, it's a confidence booster. I'm like it's self defense perspective being harder to kill. You know, you got you, you I can outrun. I can run. I'll run either of you guys. <laughs> right I, now. I, I just want to say them. You you can't outrun me because I'll trip you beforehand. And and. The one thing I wanted to quick just jump saying in he's is, quick. Yeah, I used to. Be, I was actually quick. very fast in high school, but I mean, my knees are sharp. I, was, there was guy, I was used to swim in high school. Let's not uh, go there. There was a guy this week. I don't know if you saw it. If you get a chance, uh, he 
a 62-year-old man planked for eight hours and change. Eight hours, 62-year-old, eight hours straight. He broke the world plank, record. Like elbows. Ex-Marine. It, yeah, it's, it doesn't matter. But high in Dude, the air I don't kind care of what kind of plank it is. You can't sit still for eight hours, let alone do My what My problem is I probably sit still too long. There it is right there. 62-year-old former Marine. 15... Mm. Or eight hours, fifteen minutes, and fifteen seconds. <laughs> I like how he's and when he says when he says the plank, he yeah. means he means elbows yeah. down. I like how he's getting core. the he's getting the trophy in the plank position. He has he, not he's received the award in the plank. He's not coming <laughs> down. He can't from move. The plank. He's stuck. He he's cramped up. <laughs> he has veins. But see the top story: sixty-two year old marine used this mental trick for plank. See, like that's the word I can't stand is trick. Like, what's the trick? It's so, what's the trick to how how running far or running? You know what? That you know reporter. What, does not know mental. You don't know anything. You know what the you know what the trick is to running that far? One more step. Yeah. Like when you get that far into something like that, like you're you're literally like, all right, I got to do one more. I got to get one point another tenth of the mile. I got to do another mile. It's like the same in the business, right? It all kind of comes back to what you have to go step by step, and you mm. have to you have to complete the step and move to the next, and you have to continue to be motivated. And when you step backwards and fail, you have to then take the next step. You have to keep yeah. taking steps, keep taking steps. So there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, uh, uniformity between physical fitness and a successful business, and but once you di- once you dial into that reason why sure. you're doing something, yeah. like you really really know why you're doing something, like whether you know a, lo- a big one for some people is their their first child. Sometimes you see like some salesmen or something, you, they come back after having their first kid, and they're like, yeah. "Now I got to f- now." I'm turning it up. I got a sure. family to feed now. Like that's a big one. A big, um, a big wise family. Mine, mine was freedom. Yeah. Like I, I definitely, I definitely wanted some freedoms. Um. That, it, it, it's like, uh, like David, David Goggins has like the perfect quote for this. It's like, I, he, he wanted to be uncommon, amongst uncommon men. So like he didn't want to just be special. He wanted to be special amongst special people. Sure. Um and like that might be egotistical for some people, but to me like life is short. You're not afforded the next opportunity. You're not afforded this. So like if you don't come if you don't take every opportunity to to jab or throw that power punch to end the end it, like you might not get that next opportunity. So like for me, it's in by my mid twenties, I just cultivated the motivation that I just knew that I was going to go all in on what I wanted or, or nothing else like, nor nothing else. Like I had, I had eliminated negative friends or different things. People, people on my path, I'd be the dude at the barbecue talking about like, we're going to do, we're going to do this. Like I always, I was always on go. I mean, yeah, I, I would think that, um, the mental conditioning that you have to have, is is acquired it doesn't it doesn't come i mean that work ethic and everything comes you either have or you don't but mental conditioning and becoming disciplined and what you're doing is a is a learned skill i believe and and don't be afraid if you don't have that discipline right like i'm disciplined disciplined in a lot of aspects of my life and a lot of aspects i'm not disciplined um but if you the closer you can get to not full discipline but the conscious disciplinedness of every aspect that you want to have it in your life where you want to be happy, I think that creates just you know a well-rounded person. I have a long way to go. I mean, I'm it's like in, individual disciplines that make up your success. So sure. like you get up early, you 
make your bed before like all the little things and then and like that it compounds into into a larger things and then ultimately like what you are after are those freedoms that like hey when you know you like if you if you have an unlimited amount of money you you can come home you can fly your kids to school now you can see your kids as many many hours as a day you want you you don't get the the you get crashes. you get more choices in what you do with your time as you increase your disciplines and your force multiplier in the actions you're making so like the more successful you are you grow and then you have more impactful decisions and then you you get other liberties but it also comes with stress and you know more risk yeah, yeah and, and you hear a lot of individuals say like if i had a million dollars i had two million dollars i would but when when if you get to the point where you start to become successful it's not about monetarily, the money it's not about the money it's about yeah. you're going to continue to be disciplined and you're just going to find other ways to have the why because your why may change right don't be afraid if you don't have your why now like your why may be one thing one month and then you reevaluate and there's another thing you better be quick to recognize when you, it does you got to be quick to recognize when the why doesn't work and it better not be your girlfriend you're if any of you listening right now are <laughs> thinking you know what my why is it's my girlfriend we've been dating three months she's great i met her on tinder I, I'm going to smack you because yeah. your why has to be deeper than that. Like your, your why has to be your family, but like you want, you want to be the supreme provider for your family. Yeah. That is your why. The, the why is usually a very personal level that if you start to break down your why of like why Dave's selfless mm. or why you want the freedom. I mean, we're probably not going to do that on this podcast, but if you start to break down those levels of why do you want freedom, it probably goes back somewhere, Right. And you, and if you can find how to go back somewhere in your mind to figure out the true why, then you're not lying to yourself, right? So if you if you can, it takes a lot. Like some people, it takes drugs to do that. Some people, it takes like a crazy walking the Appalachian Trail. Some people have that revelation when they're just you know skiing or staying on top of a mountain, or they just have the revelation driving in the car on their nine to five job, and they're like, "Wow, this is why I'm doing this." Right? Yeah, but are there are there any freedoms though? that you like are, like are there are, is there an actual or like is there anything that you are just afforded like when you're born dave because like you're, you're a resident negotiator so i'm sure you you can you can flip-flop and debate from either side each point like without without bias but like is there anything that like you are given when you're born like you're born doctor smacks your ass here you go you're you're free you're not you don't even have free speech like you don't even life like, like what do you have life so really, I mean, I mean, if you th if you really think about it, you have life, liberty, and then America's a forty. But that's that's not even guaranteed. Mm. You got to pay for that. Well, you got to put food on the table. You gotta, yeah, but I, I would say that I would say that America, out of any country, and that's why we all love our country, is is it's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the forefathers put a lot of thought into that, right? And that's why it's crazy to see what's going on in this country today. Like, you know, with socialism and the and the fact that. You know, Bernie, not, not to get political, but the fact that someone, you know, I could work hard my whole life and give half all that away. I understand the societal reasons that if you took everybody in America and kind of sat them down in a small table, and you said, look, like, we all want to help people that need help, right? I think everybody would agree. Those who need help and can't help themselves, we want to use our resources to help them, right? We would, I think America would, unless you're an a-hole, I think America would agree on that. But the, the problem with the system, and I don't know if the forefathers, you know, thought that the country was going to get so big, but, you know, the, the they didn't anticipate people abusing the system. They didn't anticipate people 
um, wanting to get something for nothing. And you were talking about free earlier. So freedom to free. There's nothing for free, right? I tried to give examples, but Dave goes, what's for free? I said, well, well, walking in a park is for free. And what'd you say? Well, so before we get to that, I wanted to say something from prior. <clears throat> when I was younger, um, in my parents' house, there was this little sign, a little placard, right? And it sticks with me and I use it all the time. And I think it's great. I think everyone should kind of live by it in some way, shape or form. And it's he who wants to do something finds a way. He who doesn't finds an excuse. Sure. And that's all. If you want to start a business, if you really want to do it, you'll find a way. Otherwise you're just making excuses. So that's one thing I wanted to throw back in from before, but to get to what you're saying about free, nothing's free. Walking in the park's not free. Well, why is it not free? Because you have to get to the park. Well, I could walk there. Sure you can. But you got shoes. You got to wear shoes. Unless you you're naked clothes. doing stuff, like just completely naked, it's not free. No, nothing you is. You could argue that if you walk to the park naked and walk in the park naked, that's free. You know, it's not, though. That's where you're wrong. And this is my whole argument because let me, let me go with my spiel here. Tell me what I spent. Yeah, let's <clears throat> hear this bit. Okay. To get to the park, you're going to probably, someone's going to call and say there's a crazy person out there. That's naked, walking in the park. For free. You're going to get arrested. That's not free. No, you didn't to ask get out me of jail, what happened it, no, after. It doesn't matter. Free. You can't do something from start to finish and it be free. There's nothing. The only thing you can do for free, in my mind, is love. You can love somebody. I have a list on my phone. Love, love is far from free. Okay, free. Mind I can, you, I can for, love all you those, for all it, those people watching with their eyes right now <laughs> and not with their ears. You're the most lovely looking man I've ever seen. Thank you. I love you too. I'm going to pull out my well, list while you guys are talking. When I say love is not free, I think that love requires work and an ultimate understanding and partnership with somebody, right? But that's not free. That You have to sacrifice time to do that. And if you truly love somebody, you do sacrifice it is, time. It is yeah, but if you, right? if, that's work. It's if not you free. truly love something, you go all in. Yeah. And it's hard to go all in on multiple things. And people who can go all in on fitness, relationships, work, right? And there's you know, maybe there's only room for four or five things, right? I don't know. That's why was. I don't have kids, right? There's I got only, no love left. You got no love. Well, you have love <laughs> left. You just don't have any time left, right? And uh, it's a balance. I mean, yeah. you know, we were talking about work-life balance last time, but um, teaching for me, you know, when you want to teach your kids to learn, I think that, you know, they learn through examples. So the better example you can be as a parent, whether it's through work or activities or whatever it may be, that's the ultimate love in my opinion, giving an example. So so that they don't grow up and expect anything for free. And that's that's great. But the things that I wanted to talk about that, so free and money are two different things. Ten things that money can't buy. And here's the list that I have that I saw the other day and I thought it would be okay. great. It just happened to be we're talking about it tonight, so it's perfect that I have it. But the 10 things money can't buy, number one, manners. And Well, you could go to manner school. You could, but you, you don't seen? have to buy them. You could be taught that, which is important. I think too many people these days aren't taught manners. Sure. Chivalry's not dead. You can still hold the door for somebody. It doesn't matter who Except you are. Except for Wawa. Do you think Wawa creates the most awkward situations with the doors on purpose? You know what? There has to be signs. No, there's two doors. Them. There's... In, out. Don't hold the door. Don't stand in the center all awkward on me like that. And then the, 
Oh, now I'm hot. Here we go. Now I'm hot. (laughs) In America, we drive on the right side of the road. Okay. You walk on the right side of the sidewalk. That is true. I agree with that. And get out of the way. <laughs> they, look and they look up and they're like surprised by you. It's like surprised by me. If I was driving down your side of the road, that's a freaking reason to be surprised. Sure. You, you find yourself on the right, <laughs> the wrong side of the sidewalk. You're on the left side. You are wrong. Don't be surprised. Move over. Yeah. When you're walking straight at somebody, you have that awkward like 20 foot. Eye contact, everyone looks down. Yeah. And you do 10 foot eye contact. And you get there. You and better be going right. Yeah. Not to mention when you, yeah, like a place like New Hope, you get, you're walking, it's like you're walking next to your girl coming up on another couple, and it's like, all right, I'm going to be polite and go single file on the right. They walk double sided, so you got to be like, you get crunched over. You, you got to go on the yeah. right. You're like, dude, yeah. first off, go single file, walk on the right side of the road, remove the handicap sign from your mirror, and stop being an asshole. Well, and that's, and, and, and to go to what you're saying, <laughs> that's the problem is too many people don't care. They don't have common right. courtesy for other people. That's where the manners come in. Then you have morals. So, number two up there is morals. Let's, let's talk about that. Morals. So that's my next one. Yeah, but morals can come from a lot of things, right? But, no, but Again, he's saying you they're free. Be, they're, you can't buy them. Yeah, These are things you can't buy. Right. And a lot of people don't have those either. I feel like morality's yeah. lost in yeah. our society. I, I think, you know, I'm not a very religious person. You couldn't pinpoint me at church on Sunday. But I do think that most religions teach the same morals or same basic morals. Like, obviously, they, they diverge. But most religions have very, you know, don't kill your neighbor. I mean, you could prob- yeah, you could I, I'm not a big religion that. guy, but I would argue that if I did have kids, I, I, I wouldn't know where to, what school or what, sure. what religion or what thing, but I would be inclined to put them in some sort of uniform thing like that for the reason of having them consistently taught like right from wrong. Because yeah. like the more people slamming that thing home. The yeah, better you. Yeah, are. I mean, it, it, the religion, you know, can somebody sometimes be a conduit. It's just a, it's, it's a, a nice conduit. platform. It's a nice platform. To They'll teach figure morality. it out. They'll turn fourteen, figure out Santa Claus yeah, is if, real. If they don't have manners or morality at, at, at fourteen, they're going to get punched. In and the that's face. and that's one of the things I wanted to say when you said, um, you know, your children, you want to have as many different avenues hitting them with that. The reason why my kids go to to Catholic school, private school, is because I want that little bit extra there. I feel as if. It is there. Um, you don't have to be religious. You don't have to be. Um, you don't have to believe in God. To me, I feel that as long as you live a good life. So if even if you're not religious, the reason why I like religions as a whole is because they make you God fearing, and you want to try hard for that afterlife or whatever. I feel it, it's you, a package. It's like oh, some people. Some people can put a package together and be self starters and stuff like that. But the majority of people, if it's packaged up and good for them, they'll they'll accept it. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you're going to be happy and live your your like most fulfilled life, you know, kudos to you. You're you're doing better than the majority of the people. But like, I also think like in the religious context, so like having respect. Like, yeah, I might not like agree with all the religious things, but I have respect for that platform or yeah. avenue to recognize like hey look like i might not agree with catholicism catholicism in and of itself but like i can i can say like you know it's turned out a decent it's turned out some good people right like they're like i, yeah. I can't argue yeah, that. I think, and i respect that i think there's majority of people that are very religious respect life as it is and it motivates them to fulfill their life either through spreading the word or whatever it may be 
but there's also the people in religion that say, look, the afterlife is where I want to be. Right. And then it can kind of get morally wrong. So I think there's something. Whatever makes you a good person. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Get more of it. But that's where it ties into the morals and the re- and number three is respect. You have to respect people. Yeah. I don't care. We, who we you lack are. that a lot <clears throat> in this country today. I don't care how old you are. I don't care about anything with your background. If we're different, that's fine. You need to learn to respect. Just because I believe in one thing doesn't mean I can't respect what you believe in, but it goes both ways. It can't be one-way street and i think this day and age a lot of the respect is lost you see i see kids today saying and doing things that are so disrespectful when i'm out to eat and you see them on the electronics you're at a meal your parent should tell you put that away yeah but that's time to talk that's on the parents i mean a lot of problems matter yeah but uh, yeah but they don't know any better that's manners right well, that's number one. Yeah, but they haven't been taught that. So, I mean, kids. That's because they didn't go to religious school. <laughs> or they just didn't, they had undisciplined parents. <laughs> and they didn't right? have parents with good morals but, and respect for them. But I would, say, I would say raising kids today. Like, how old are your kids? Older? Or? Well, one's, go- one's 16 going to be 17, one's 14 going to be 15, one's 10 going to be 11. Good luck raising a, a, a three-year-old, four-year-old now and trying to keep an electronics out of their hand. Very ah, difficult. Ah. Yeah, see, but see, I find it. Wrong. Very, I find it. My very kids difficult. don't have social your media. Kids, your kids were, didn't. Were no not, social media. Yeah, but how hard that the is youngest, at their age. Yeah, but the youngest. Uh, we didn't have social media at our age. No, but all my we kids' were, friends we were have told, social media. We were told. I mean, we were told not to watch TV too much when we were young. Right. No, no I think it, honest to God, I'm going to stand up for this though. I go out to eat a lot. I'm usually, not usually eating is a good idea for but, electronics, right? Like, but when we were taken out as kids. We were spoken to like we were like if we went out to dinner with my dad, we were at like a little mini business meeting. Were you we were in a coloring book at a younger age. Yeah. So now the coloring book is electronics. Yeah, but where's the cutoff? I feel like the coloring book it was easier to for to like cut off the umbilical cord of the coloring book. They still have I coloring books, by the way. We were just out last the night. Coloring book the coloring book didn't the coloring book didn't have the whole world at your fingertips. Look, look I'm not saying that electronics at at dinner is a good idea. What I'm saying is respect has to come from the parents teaching the kids, right? Exactly. The, 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 good. The, so what are they teaching them? It depends on the more the morals and comments. The morals it and goes the, in order. And, the next and, thing, the is man, what? yeah, the managed morals of the of the parents usually reflect into the kids. And if the parents weren't, you know, honestly, so you have to develop your kids' character. Well, that's what we're. Gonna I get think to. you so have to force character. Well, I have to. So I think you have that. to give them a guide to make their own decisions, but you can't let them make decisions when they don't know the full scope and picture of right from wrong. Yeah, but I could so argue, like, I could argue that if you taught your kid good morals, good manners and respect, that would be the foundations of character that they could then have the it's like decentralized leadership. Like you sure. give them enough direction that if they you know, you're like, okay, these problems, this is the outcome, this but is what, what you do. do you so stop if you, that, right? you run like, into autonomy. I think it's an entire life challenge of parents that you can't just say, all right, 10 years old, I'm done. 18, I'm done. 20, I'm done. 30, I'm done. And a lot of kids don't want to listen to their parents when they're older. But I think that, that those principles, a parent constantly has to either A, update their own, and then B, also continue to provide guidance to their kids. Now, the guidance changes as the kids get older, right? So when they're young, it's very strict guidance. Like, you know, no, no, no cell phones at the table. They put a cell phone on the table, you know, slap them upside the head, take the cell phone away, right? No, you can't do that anymore. God forbid you hit your kid. You're not allowed to do that. So you can't abuse, like, you, <laughs> you can't yeah, hit your yeah. kid. I mean, there's, yeah, trust me, yeah. I've heard all of it. 
Yeah, but when you were in school, did you get the belt? Did you get the paddle? Yeah, look at how great I am. You're not. You're respectful. I'm very respectful. You're the very nicest respectful. person I know. So I could argue, hand more belts out. One, I mean, they, they, they would they would sell you to do that, especially like you know, very religious places where they want to instill those things. But there's a limit to it, right? Can't be abusive. You have to do it at a certain consistency, a consistent way, right? But that's for each parent to decide. A parent, you know, a p- parents have to decide how they're gonna discipline because to get those 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 items, manners, morals, respect, you have to have discipline to do that. So, you know, similar things, you know, we're talking about all this stuff on a on a kid basis. Maybe we need to direct it more towards like a business basis. Well, so let's go. I mean, all this stuff also apply. It just applies to life. But right. if we can apply this to business, like the character of your business, right? Mm-hmm. How do you want people to judge you? Like, hmm, Dave is this kind of character in business. He's always honest. He always tells me the truth. And he lets me know when there's issues and he gets through them, right? I mean, that would be good character, but you would do that because you're a moral compass. Right. right. And that's what ties into the next thing, which is common sense. And one of my sayings I love to say is common sense isn't so common. And it's not. The reason why it's not common is because not enough people use it. People don't think. They just do. They don't think before they speak. They just act. And if you took 10 seconds and thought about something, okay, there you go. Common sense. Some things... Some on my quizzes, some things are almost too easy. You don't even have to study, and you could get the quiz if you just eliminate process of elimination. So to tie it in with business, it's common sense. If you see something that's wrong before you cover it up, before you put something over top of it, address it. Ask the person. I'm sorry. Do you want me to take care of this for you, or if it's your boss? Hey, boss, look what I found. Okay, do, let's address do, it. That's do common you think, sense. Yeah, I think common sense also comes through a lot of experience. Right. Someone has to teach you common sense. Right. Common sense may not necessarily be a, just a learned thing that you just were born with. I think it's learned through experience. Like the common sense would say, don't walk next to a sidewalk with a puddle in traffic. Right. Common sense would say you're going to get soaked. Sure. Some people don't have that because they've never experienced a puddle splashing on them. Right. Common sense would say if it's hot out, take water breaks. But it's amazing how many people have heat strokes on construction sites. Mm-hmm. Right. That don't take take water or take breaks common sense for us would tell us that maybe some people lack the common sense or they lack the ability to listen to their common sense because yep. they're f- afraid of something if you broke down i feel like common sense is being said too quickly like if you broke it down and you said it real slow common sense sensory like a hearing taste Seeing, so you have to be. It's in- some. It's something that you are experiencing sensory in your common environment. It's happening with common occurrence, so it's a common sense. So, so you have to be in tune to your senses. One you, would say, yeah. You you almost would have to. It's it's something that I think that like occurs regularly enough that you should know it. But sometimes because it's a common sense. So like it, you know, fire's hot. Every time you experience fire, it's gonna be hot. So, like, once you build up, I do agree that, like, hey, once you find out the puddle's going to splash you, that's a common sense because it's going to happen every time. Do you think people get desensitized by how common some of the things are? Like, if they just assume, like, this is always how it's been, we don't need to, I mean, we just took a safety course over mm. the weekend, right? OSHA? O- OSHA. We, you know, part part one of many to get the certificate. But, um, you know, it's amazing how many times that 
normal things that may happen on on a job site. It's common for it to happen, but it's not the smart thing to do. And if you really step back and say, look, like, yeah, this may take a little more time. Let's not be so impatient. And let's make sure that safety's first, right? I think that takes a lot of conditioning to get the common sense. Mm-hmm. Or people uncondition themselves from the common sense because they're desensitized because it happens so much. Yeah, right? so. so. So, you know, people that don't drink water, when it's hot, I can't explain that. That doesn't make any sense to me because common sense would say drink as much water as you can. Yeah, but pee, I th- until your pee's white. Some people, you know, I think there's lapses in judgment. Everybody makes mistakes. I don't think it's even though it's common sense. Like I still think there's, you know, exceptions to like you're gonna have that person to be like, I, I just have to find out if my tongue sticks to this frozen pole or not, dude. You know what I'm saying, and that that leads into the next one, which is trust. Which is trust. You have to trust. Your tongue, your tongue is going to get stuck to that pole. Like some people need to, you know, be reminded of what's going on there. Just like you need to trust that if you go all in on something, it'll be returned back to you tenfold. Like people don't like money can't buy trust because trust is earned. And, and trust is also instinctual, right? You have to have you have to trust your instincts. Yeah, now, but- now, Dave, if I stuck my tongue to the pole on a ski lift. <laughs> and we're ending the near of it. I'm not sure I trust Dave to ride back around with me, right? He's definitely getting off the lift. No, I, I wouldn't be on the lift anymore. I would have been laughing so hard I would have fallen <laughs> off the lift. Let's just call it what we it is. We can trust in that. <laughs> but, but the trust factor, this is how I look at it. I give everyone 100% trust off the bat. I can judge you within five minutes what I feel. It's, it's up to you what you do with that trust. If you start to lose it for me by saying, hey, let's meet at this certain time, or hey, I'm going to pay you at this certain price you know, next week, and you don't, well, then you're losing the trust. To build a trust takes too long, in my opinion. I give it to you off the bat. I trust a lot of people. Maybe that's my downfall. But I give it to people. I feel like they deserve it. And, you know, I don't know, Andrew, how do you do it? Like, what? how do you go about that? The, the whole, the trust dynamics are difficult for one for me. Um, it always has been. I mean, I'm sure it's difficult for everybody. I don't know that my my situation's any ex, any anything exceptional. Um, I I play by the three strikes you're out mm-hmm. policy on most things. Like certain things, like capital offenses, you're dead to me on the first time. Yeah. But usually it's like you know I'm the one by the like I I, I can also be guilty by having you know giving people too many opportunities. Like you. You have somebody that works for you that like makes mistakes, but it's not like they're not trying. And you're like, all right, I really like. Maybe sometimes you believe in them more than they believe in themselves. Yeah, things like that. Like you, you, you run in these instances where like your trust can get you into trouble. But I would also like to think and like touching on number seven, which is patience. Like I've also developed patience over the year, and some might argue that my patience still needs quite a lot of development um, to go. But I think that like if you if you can give somebody an opportunity, that's that's trusting them off the bat, like what you're saying. Like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I meet a new tile guy. He he rubs me the right way. I check his workout. I do the vetting. You know what? I'm trusting that guy's going to do a good job yeah. for me, so I hire him. He, You know, we have a couple hiccups along the way. I have the patience, which is number seven, which is also. Yeah. And, but- then, and then eventually, you know, like you return that or you're not. But, like, you can't necessarily carry on, like, the situation where you trust in someone or you trust in something now and it doesn't relate back to you the way you expected it to. 
you can't carry that forward into your future relationships. Just like when like your, your ex-girlfriend cheats on you, you can't go into your next relationship being like, you're going to cheat on me because my last girlfriend cheated on me. And like, well, good luck having a relationship. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like some of these things you just have, you have to go, you have to go all in on this list, in my opinion, running through like eight, nine, 10, you have class, integrity, love. All of these things require you to go like a hundred percent on without paying or getting paid back. Anything. But you need it's them all almost in the order that they have them. Cause so John, we'll get to you. I was going to ask you. So patience, my per, my personal self with patience is, is my patience can go for a while. It's when you get me to that certain point and I'm like, okay, now I have a problem. Yeah. Because but, I can stretch out my patience depending on the situation. It's not always going to be the same spot every time. It depends on depends on the person, the right. character of the person. I mean, so go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that, but I'm a believer that I have a responsibility to tell people when I'm uncomfortable, and the person, my client, my business partner, has a responsibility to tell when they're uncomfortable. And if you let things fester too long and you have patience issues, I think that that means you didn't communicate one side or the other yeah like for for instance like you know i didn't want to eat what you wanted to eat but today <laughs> no today i definitely influenced that yeah that that it was, a, it was a chipotle monday that choice you know jonathan you know explicitly said to me he's like i'm gonna you know blah blah blah. i'm gonna eat this i'm gonna eat that and i'm like i'm gonna throw a wrench in your chain i'm starving we didn't eat lunch <laughs> like i ate my lunch for breakfast like i've been on a train all day like let's get some chipotle <laughs> yeah. First but, free shout out Chipotle. Mm. Get some Mexican Grill. What whatever the slogan is. But co coming back to trust, patience, character. Trust doesn't also mean like you have to be able to deliver bad news with the proper. Like if you have good character, you can deliver bad news and someone can still trust you. And I also think that a good advice would be: the sooner you know bad news, you got to say it. Right. You can you can delay good news. Delaying good news. Good news can be used tactfully in your business. It can be used as a motivator. It can be used as to use sometimes when someone's down and they need a little bit of good news. You can hold good news for a little bit. But bad news I've found in a in business life, the faster you deliver the bad news, the quicker you can get over the problem. Right. You can't get over the problem until we address the problem. So bad news is important. So be so quick to change. Be quick to change. Be quick to identify. Be quick to speak about. Fast to fail. But as long as you're sticking with character and your your morality, bad news is okay. Because you know what, you still you still acted in the right responsible way. Things don't always work out. Well, one of the things that aren't up there because we didn't get to number eight yet, but honesty, which isn't up there. But if you're honest with the person, upfront and honest, and you say, "Hey, look, here's the bad news." It's better to be honest, you know, honesty is the best policy they used to say. And, you know, tying in with the fact that if you're honest with people, they appreciate that more. Just, just flat out say, you know, if you say to me, Hey Dave, does this shirt make me look fat? I'm going to say, no, your face makes your shirt look fat. Not, it's not the shirt. It's you, but I'm honest, <laughs> right? Unless, yeah. I mean, do you say that to your wife? I wouldn't say it to anybody. 
I'm saying <laughs> if you asked me, yeah. I would be honest and say, yeah, sure. dude, the shirt's a little tight. Maybe get a little bit larger shirt or maybe get more form fitted, but I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Too many people like, oh yeah, you look great. No, I don't. But let's yeah, use, but there's also the losing side next, of this, which I get the other side of it. Right. Skinny shaming. The most ridiculous most ridiculous thing that I'll come into contact with. I'll be like, oh, well, you can eat whatever you want because you're in shape. And I'll look at, like, when you go out to, like, group dinners with, like, you know, you, multiple couples, they'll always be like, oh, well, you can eat everything. You, you look great. You're like, okay. Well, you're projecting. Yeah, yeah. Simmer down. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, I think projecting, let's talk about that. I mean, projecting is probably one of the hardest things for someone to realize in the way they do business, they speak, they offer their opinions. Projecting is a problem with someone who's not comfortable, right? And if you, when you deal with, if you find yourself in that situation, that's where honesty comes through, right? If it, and I, I think that you have a responsibility on the other receiving end of that is to like say, look, like we understand this is happening in business. We understand, like, let's take a subcontractor. We understand that your work may not be great, but let's not project your work's not great because of something we did right your work's not great because it's not great let's be honest about it let's admit our mistakes and let's move on and we deal with that a lot with subcontractors it's a it's uh they suck they don't, they don't no <laughs> no i could argue i could argue and i'm i'm gonna bring it home in number eight because this one this is this is mine number eight is class i you know i have a word for this that, you know, falls into this category. It's the peasant. You know what I'm saying? Like, I touch on it a time from time to time on social media. Like royalty peasant? Yeah, like you're a village peasant. Okay, like explain. Nobody wants to be the, the peasant. Everybody wants to be the king up in the castle. The bourgeoisie. Right? The bourgeoisie. All right. People, people that I, I lack class on so many levels. Like, people are just so either self-absorbed or... You know, they just have no man, like a lot of these things. But I think that class, like, is something that we need so much of. If we all just demonstrated a little bit of, like, class, respected one another. Like, That's I'm a not, lost thing, though. I feel like, like most like, people like don't s- have that. Like the sometimes, like, some, or like class. Both. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, I, like, as I get older, I find myself like, like going out to like certain places to eat or like having certain expectations or like paying to make sure that those expectations are met because I just don't want to deal with it. Anything you need that. I just yeah. want to, I want to go out. I don't want to be bothered by your pettiness. I just want to have like, I, like if you see, you see somebody with class, like when you're walking around, you see that guy with, you know, looking good, saying without, hi to without people, trying. without quiet, trying. Like you just have that like air of like, I'm going confidence. to be genuine the to quiet you. confidence. Exactly. Like that is a lost art. Sure. Lost art. Sure. Nobody, nobody wants to do that. We're cutting each other out, text messaging while we're driving. Oh, I, I'd cut you out, but I'm texting. It's my fault, but I'm still going to give you the finger. No, it's like, I think, no. I think touching on uh, people pay for a certain level of class and nothing frustrates people more that when you, let's say you go out to a nice dinner mm. and you're not going to Outback, right? A lot I went of the, there last night for dinner. Love Outback. I'm saying like, let's say you're out of a special occasion. You got to go to a nicer restaurant. I went there last night for my mom's birthday. It was 70th. Okay. So all right, well, keep shooting down. She my, doubled down on the, the bread. Can I get to my point? 
Sorry. When you expect certain things. Yeah, have some class. And then someone, like even if you go to, let's say you do go to Outback, right? You don't expect someone to sit there and like, so nothing drives me worse than someone who's rude to the wait staff, right? You have to have some class. Like if the food didn't come out exactly how you want or you're having a hard time ordering because you have a weird dietary issue, that's not the waiter's fault, the waitress's fault. Yeah, like what if you were allergic to like, what's the shellfish that, um, shrimp? <laughs> what was it? <laughs> it's like, it's not mollusks, but it's, uh, oh, dang. Yeah, so we told that story Muscles? about. No, about you got to look at, look, use the computer, use the Google. So yeah. wait, real quick, I want to throw something to John while, while <laughs> you're looking <laughs> at right, that. <clears throat> I don't think it matters where you are. Why, why is it? Why is it that when we go out to a fancier restaurant, we try to put on this facade? Why can't we act I appropriately don't. at every restaurant? Just because the food doesn't cost as much or the ambiance isn't as foo-foo, you should be able to treat the people with the same respect Agreed. And, and dignity that it doesn't matter if they're at the Four Seasons or you know at McDonald's. They're still a person. They still should be treated properly. I, I so agree the class that. should be the same. It shouldn't no, be No, but what I'm saying different. is people try to put that facade on. They try to buy their way to class, and then they're just a-holes, right? Yeah. Sure. There, I, there's a lot I of guess, people with money the, that are, are have no class. Trust me. It's not a money thing. But the people, that's with, why it's on this the list. people with money that have class, those are the people you look up to. And those are the people that wear they wear whatever. They, but they, they treat people in a better class than they want to get treated. Yeah, I, I can't figure out what the word is. But when we were out in Vegas, out to dinner, our one friend, um, like the one – guy that we were with uh he, he follows kosher so like he when we were going does anybody have any special considerations or allergies or anything like he's like oh i'm co like i'm kosher or whatever and the waiter waiter's like oh okay like you know what good to go like we're gonna go into the next thing and like our other, our other buddy's like hey, hey, hey I've, I've got an allergy too and like ignores him and like eventually comes back and like the entire time we're making fun of him for his allergy like well because like and this how the server ignored him and he's like telling us how he's allergic to sea urchins is that what it was sea urchin no but there's like a specific specific word for it it's like it's, it's a bottom it's like allergic to bottom feeders yeah it's like yeah. it's like a it's like a, an animal that lives on like the bottom of the ocean it's not sea god urchin. i wish i could remember the word it's like a mollusks but he's like sitting listening to him like we're all like what word are you saying that's, that's like how like we've never heard this word before because we're all laughing at him talking about yeah I wish we had the phone system set up because we could make a phone call and figure that out. Call All right, let's get to the next thing, which is number nine is integrity. So let's let me uh, let's go back to Andrew on this one. You start it off, and then John, and then I'll go with what I think. Uh, is that, oh, is that how you want to do it? Yeah, I want to go. I want to okay. hear what you guys have to say on go. this one. This is a big one. What is it? Integrity. Yeah, In integrity. Um, you guys know what that means? If you need to Google it for John, let's Google it. I'm still looking. I'm trying to find the, what the bottom feeder word is. It's fish. hilarious. No, it's 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 an unbelievable word. Yeah, the word is what we need to share with everybody, not necessarily the story. I do apologize. Um, integrity. Um, I, I think Google it. I think integrity is is fundamentally more. I I I could argue that integrity is more important than morals because I feel like in, integrity is kind of like the backbone of your morals. Like you're. In my opinion, your integrity is like your spine. It's also more personal too. Yeah, it's like it's like personal. an internal feeling. Whereas like your morals are much more tangible. Mm -hmm. I think integrity is a much more like nimbus idea in the sense that like you feel 
the level of integrity and the morals are are kind of like your sword. Well, morals and manners are, are more generic. Everyone follows them where integrity, it's on you. Yeah. It's personal. Yeah, and I think integrity is important because to me, when I evaluate someone's integrity or my own integrity, that's, that is the non-compromisable level of a human being. You just said the word I was going to say. That's that, that the integrity level is the level that just will, you cannot go past the integrity level. So when someone says like, now that's, you know, going against my integrity, that's like, you're going against their fundamental core value right. of it's their theirs. existence. Yeah. Nobody I, else I, I think theirs. integrity is a lot of these things that we've been talking about wrapped up into a fancy word. Do you know what else is a fancy word? Looked it up. He for the bottom it. feeders allergy. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what is it? I Hit can't it. say. Give me a second. I can close my eyes. <laughs> Let me read it. Let me give it to me. I'll do it. You got to unlock me. Uh. Um, <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> Plankton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have a hard time saying this Let too. Say so the 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 terminology is bivalves. That's <laughs> oh, and the guy wrote, "Don't bring that shit up in any podcast." Too late, brought it up. We yes. won't say who you are. Yeah, but so, yes, the, so the text message read goes. <laughs> John's text message. I'm just gonna blow him up. It's Max. He's our good buddy. He goes, "What is the thing you're allergic to?" Mind you, Max knows that we're recording this podcast. Like after, like. At this time of day. So, like, he should have known better than that. He goes, so Jonathan goes, what is your allergic, what is the thing you are allergic to? And then another text message. The bottom feeder. Another text message. What's the word? (laughs) And finally, Max messaged him back a whole one minute later with John's impatience. And he goes, bivalves. Doesn't even ask why. Then probably realized, oh, oh, I just messed up. And then he goes, don't bring that expletive up in any podcast well too late max it's on it's so, now so when he says bivalves to the to the waitress you don't have patience by the way we're just talking about patience and you couldn't get the answer quick enough. yeah john doesn't have john definitely I, doesn't I, have I get, I get passionate it's a problem so when you, you when the when the waiter asks you what do you, you have any allergies and you say bivalves they ask you how much how much are you buying a valve for? Yeah, yeah. So it was and hilarious. I named all those things. I said muscles, scallops. I said no. all that. But so they're in the. They're, he he was right though. They they are in the phylum um, for mollusca, which are mollusks. But a bivalve in previous centuries referred to as the lamlilbronchiachata and peleocypoda. Is a class of marine and freshwater mollusks. Why can't that, you just say he's allergic to mollusks? That have laterally compressed bodies enclosed by a shell consisting of two parts. Two hinged parts. That's important. So hinged. the most the most common bivalve that everybody's like, what the everybody's probably wondering, <laughs> what the hell is a bivalve? Mussels, scallops, oysters, clams, and of course the cockle. The cockle. Sound like the good cop. Poor Max. Poor Max. You know what though? The good thing is that um We love you, Max. Yeah, so yeah, poor Max. Number right. ten, bring it Let's back home for us. So love. That's one thing I started with. We started saying, with why I said love is one thing that's free. 
you can't really teach it. It's something I think that you feel. You can teach no, how no. to. When you say okay, love is not free because it comes with opportunity. Love cannot be bought, I think is what you want to say. You cannot buy love. You can buy love, but it's not true love. It's not real love. You <laughs> can. I mean, come on. There are people that buy love. I, I would say um, real love, not the, the fake facade Unconditional love. love. Unconditional love is not bought. And, and some of the best love is the unconditional love. So I don't know about you, but when you had your first kid, mm-hmm. right, the kid comes out, it's a, it's a big experience between you and the mom, mm-hmm. right? You have an utmost connection with the mom that you never had before. At mm-hmm. least I did. <clears throat> Baby comes out. The mom. The mom. I don't want to say wife because some people aren't married and they don't, you know. So I just say the mom, the baby mama. Mm-hmm. So when the baby mama has the baby, the baby comes out and the baby mama and the mama or the baby have unconditional love immediately. Mm-hmm. Right. I've seen it three times happen. But the love with a father and the child grows. Mm-hmm. over time i don't know if you experienced that when it first comes out you are told i love this kid and yes you do love the kid probably more than anything but as time goes on you get this unconditional love for the kid that i think peaks around two years old and stays and continues to grow but i would say up until about a year and a half two years old that love is not <laughs> see i would disagree with that that's I such a I, I, I had I, so much to say back there <laughs> it starts out you're told you love the kid I would, but yeah. you do you do no, love no, the but, kid but, he's but, like telling himself no, you, he loved but, his kid yeah, and then but, he realized around two years old that's when he starts I, loving children no, no, I, I think society tells you so yes, john's you into lo- two-year-olds and older everybody yeah i, I guess society <laughs> tells you that as you <laughs> as you sound right yeah it wasn't supposed to sound right. No, as you, as your kid is born and, you know, it's just, I think it's a growth love. And I try to explain this to people who are having kids. It's like, you'll be amazed what you think is unconditional love in the beginning that keeps getting stronger and stronger and grows. Right. I guess that's my point. Like it is, it is more love than you've ever had for any other object. But as the child grows and becomes more of a personality, that unconditional love grows. So maybe it happens for the mama. I don't know. Uh, see, I would kind of disagree with some of that statement because I feel like from the moment that I knew I was having a child and on, yes, it grows, it gets better, but I had a connection, you know, second my child was born. And I have two other children who are biologically not created from myself that I love all my children the same. I don't treat them any different. I'm tough on all of them. I love them all. It's it's hard to describe. You can't, it's kind of like when you try to explain to someone who's never had a kid before, Hey, this is what happens. This is how it works. First of all, there's not a one size fits all. It, l- love is different for each kid, right? Right. It's the same power of love, but each kid is different. Right? Sure. You can't expect one kid to be the, and you have no control of who your kid is. No. And, and again, with love, I feel that it is work. It's not, it, it is. It's work. I mean, because, you know, you can love somebody, but you might not like them right now. Or, you know. Um, you, do you love your business? I love everything I do. I wouldn't do it. Like, just with friends, if I don't like them anymore. Yeah, but I could say you could love something and not like it. Absolutely. A love-hate relationship. You have a booger hanging out your nose I've been staring at for like 10 minutes. John's picking his booger on live video. We just 
We got it. I was it. trying to let you know. We got it. Because I was waiting for the You know what, though? That goes on to. I love you. I told you about it. Didn't we me. talk about just moments ago how John's Did, like, when you know something's wrong, you got to deal with it right then and there. He delivered bad news. He, he delivered the bad news but, to you. You can't be mad. But you got to have class. I did. You, did, I did, you didn't have rude. class. You got so mad at him for delivering you the news instead of saying thank you. Okay. Thank right. him. Thank you, Dave. You looked him in. That was good eye contact, boys. Gotta have I eye like contact. that eye contact. You ever do business with someone who doesn't look you in the eyes? I, hate that. I don't do business uh, with people yeah, that look me that. in the eyes. That's the number one tell that they don't either. They're they don't have the right moral compass, or they're just straight up lying to you. That and I don't experience like I I, I don't have a huge social media media following. But what, two two things that have happened to me because of my social media following in this last year that made me uncomfortable were on two instances I had people interact with me on. Instagram, sending me DMs, and when I met them in person, it was like you couldn't pull a word out of them. Like it's like, look, I'm Andrew Mann. I'm not Tom Cruise. Like, let's go. We, you had everything to say you, when we were talking on. You're uh, a fascinating creature, for sure. You're a fascinating character on Instagram. I would say that your character is you. It's authentic. But make you know. Okay, I can see why people that, are intimidated. No, yeah. People get attacked. That's not it's, what it's I'm saying. We're not talking about that. That's outside the context of no, my th- comment. Th- my comment was it made me uncomfortable, and you didn't you didn't have the the class to respect that. I'm saying I was uncomfortable, Jonathan. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that person. The reason they didn't look you in the eye had no words to say. Could have been intimidation, mm-hmm. right? It's it's not, like they're probably just intimidated by you. I'm saying, but, but that's be, a, that's okay. That's, work, I'm understanding that. Work through it with them. I understand that. You have to work it through. One of the individuals we're currently working through it. They don't know we're working through it, but we are. The other individuals creeped me out. You don't get a second chance. Yeah, there are creepers out there. You got to be careful. Social you might media. be a creeper. Well, just to be fair, I mean, I remember the first time I met you, we were in the um, place on ferry. And every once in a while, I have to look away because I have to collect my thought. But I come back. I'm, I'm an eye contact guy. I, I firmly believe in that. It's a respect thing. Was I having a good eye contact day? Yeah, we both were. I remember it very right. vividly. I pride myself. You look good that day too. You had like your little. Your Did little I have a track Jeff jacket cap on? Yeah, the Jeff Cap's power right now. You had your. I think you had a vest on. Even I'm pretty sure. Look you at your vest. The vest, dude. The thing is, I have this same vest, but it has Tradition Construction branding on it. So every now and then, I bust it out like vintage, like it was only two, three years ago. <laughs> but, it, but it's vintage. What? Uh, and when what I came kind of in, vest like, is that? It's Wolverine product. Mm. It's great. <laughs> we should get you one so we can. Like triple it. Oh no, I'm wearing mine next week. We're gonna have podcast vests. We're have yeah, dress code it. on the podcast. Sunglasses. No shirt underneath, just the vest. <laughs> like Brett Kreisner, whatever his name is. Episode three things are getting turned <laughs> up. We're gonna get vests and hockey haircuts. Uh, oh, I'm already there. I just I got the mullet ready to go. Yeah, dude. It's not a mullet. It's a hockey haircut. Well, not yet. It's all the same length. I need to get the business in the front. To make it a little yeah, better. honest to God, though, if you did, I would want to do this like social experiment and take you to Canada and see like how many cougars we could fight off. I think we could do that here. Yeah, with the hockey haircut. Ah, come on, now. dude! You're retired. You're I'd retired go, go hockey. The, retired flyer, flyer over here. Philadelphia Flyer, Dave. It could be. All right. <sighs> so recapping, we went through a lot today. We might have to make this two podcasts. Yeah. And all honestly, I might, I might. We had a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, I think a good, better podcast than the first one. Yeah, the first one was you we, know we the pilot. Hope, yeah, I think the pilot. And, and so what I'm going to do, and I'm going to put this, this, I'm going to cut this last little bit out here from like one thirty one, and I'm going to put that on the end of the second podcast, and then somewhere in the middle there, we 
we started out with the catch 22 and we ran into the freedom thing yeah. and we have like two good 45 minute 30 minute podcasts. so instead of running it a full hour 30 minutes on two good topics i'm going to make it a little bit easier for everybody that's listening to digest and get value out of the information by splitting it up a little bit we'll press you know we'll end the recording right here we'll go back we'll record an intro to episode three and we'll release episodes two and three back to back just because i honest to god didn't know that this was going to get this out of hand i actually kind of did no, I, but I think it, it was I, there's, a very good they're, podcast. They're good. To, it's two two good podcasts came yeah. out of one of them. Hopefully, I'll hear one, even the first one, <laughs> let alone the second. I All you have to way. do, yeah. So there's there's a new. What are the ways to get to the podcast? Yes. Yeah, so here's what we're gonna do. Well, real quick, I just want to throw this out. Okay, you can't Last say thoughts. here's the way to get there if you're saying that and it's on the podcast. <laughs> we need to advertise it, otherwise, no one's gonna know. It, this is more for my benefit. This is Dave, you live under a rock. <laughs> All right, no. So, so here's what happened. I'll break it down. We sent the podcast out to friends and I, family. I, I gave him the link. Not me. I said on social media, if you want to listen to it, I'll give you the link. We didn't promote it out all the way because the new website wasn't completely set up all the way. We knew we were going to yeah. have to put the information onto another website. It was kind of like, here's our pilot. We want feedback before our second and now third episode. So give us, you know, your criticisms. But unfortunately, I assumed, and when you assume you... Make an ass out of you and me. Yeah, so I made an ass out of myself, and I gave Jonathan the link, and he said he was sending out this batch email to a bunch of people, and I assumed you were on that list. But that just no. goes to show you, you won't be forgotten this are we Are we connected on social media? That's the next thing. That's yeah. the common sense question. Are we connected? Me and you. If you don't you know I, if you're connected to him... Then you're definitely not. Because yeah, because I'm yelling in your face. Because like, when that stop. when that revivalist Instagram comes up in the morning at I don't, four forty four a.m. Yeah, and just so you let tend the record not to forget that. Let the record state: me posting on social media the time isn't me waking up. That's business time. That's go time. If I yeah, it, I wake up before that time, and trust me, I'm not collecting my thoughts fast enough to be like, hey, I should post on Instagram in the first fifteen minutes. I'm awake. I'm conducting our other more imperative businesses so yes we are not friends on facebook this is on riveting radio so let's take let's take give me 10 seconds here give me 10 seconds okay so this was episode three of the podcast if you want to find us um, you can find us on social media. Dave, what's your, where, where do you, where do we find you on social media? Just Actually, let me, me record that. Let me record that again. I botched that. We're going to cut all this out anyway. So just hold on for a second. All right. So this episode of the podcast was brought to you by the after five podcast. Conveniently enough, we are our own sponsor. And when you're legit enough, you finance your own ventures. So what happened here was we found a little bit of success. We got a little cocky. And now we have a podcast. We have our first and sponsor. We, and because we go all in on everything, we're going to make sure that we deliver the value from this podcast each and every episode. And we hope you enjoyed this one. If you want to follow us on social media and online and you know, just get into what we have to offer because it's growing quickly. Go to our website. Our website is 
sorry here. Should have been more typical. Our website is theafter5podcast.com. I don't know why I had to look. What? I don't think it's the. No. God freaking. So go to theafter5podcast.com or go to after5podcast.com. I like what you did there. You bought both URLs. Because I'm a savage and I anticipated that from our success, there would be imposters out there. So rest assured that if you want something from us, eventually you're going to not be able to escape us and you're going to get force fed from us anyway. So the after fed or the after five podcast.com got through that. Thank you. Goodness. If you want to find us on social media, our social medias are as follows. Mine is at Revival Built on Instagram. Don't do too much Facebook. If you want yep. to find JT, Jonathan over here is at Audex Homes on the Instagram. Both of us have tons of content and things going on daily. Um, if you want to connect, chat with us, or um, I don't know, meet for lunch, we can do that as well. Um, our friend Dave here, he's off the grid. He is, he is off the grid, and he's shaking his head. No, he doesn't want his personal. He doesn't do. He doesn't have a business podcast. But, but if you want my personal podcast <laughs> or, or Instagram, I'm yeah, totally no, losing no. control. I'll start up. I'll start a, a business one just so that I can be a part of it. But I don't have a business one right. We'll now. call him Davey Five. Davey Five. All right. Well, anyway, well, thanks for listening. Yep. We appreciate you, and you know. Stay working until after five.